В имя Отца и Сына и Святого Духа. Аминь. Слава Иисусу Христу. Слава Иисусу Христу. Слава Иисусу Христу. Слава Иисусу Подають недугу цього хлопця, якого уздоровив Господь Ісус в різний спосіб. В нашому тексті пише він причинний. Я не знаю, як ви, але до нас Одинокий такий випадок, де я чув слово «причинний», то є властиво у поезії Тараса Шевченка, де ревета стогни дні широкі, і там причинна ходить. Но, здається, називається навіть причинна. Отже ж, я завжди думав, що то щось має до діла з тим, що людина ходить в сні чи щось такого. Але тут вони вживаються на цю недугу, яку дехто таким, я би сказав, такою місцевою говіркою називає падачка, бо людина падає. Це є епілепсія. In English, the translation for the condition of the young man who was healed by the Lord, in today's translation from the very unsuccessful New American Bible text, um, it says he was demented. Uh, I've seen other English versions that say he was a lunatic. In other words, a person who responds to the various phases of the moon that affects, uh, affects and starts acting strange. So it's not a constant thing, it comes in phases. Um, but I think that we get what's going on. It's probably epilepsy. So why does our Lord chase out a demon? What does that have to do with epilepsy? Does everyone who has epilepsy have a demon? Well, early church commentators on this text sometimes made the point that uh, various physical diseases have a spiritual component to them and that we should not be judging uh, other people's demons, but rather we should be focused on um, getting rid of our own. 
because each of us is under the influence of the minions of the evil one in one way or another. Uh, and that sometimes leads to what is today very popular, and that is a victim mentality. Well, I didn't do anything. It was the devil who made me do it. Um, but this then expands into a society-wide problem. There is a lack of responsibility for oneself. Um, we can easily find some outside factor that influences our life and blame our problems on that. It's very easy to do. Otóż my musimy zastanowić się nad tym, że w nas jest odpowiedzialność przed Gospodem. Odpowiedzialność za swoje duchowne i tym samym fizyczne zdrowie. Odpowiedzialność za zdrowie naszych sąsiadów відповідальність за здоров'я наших супруж, відповідальність за здоров'я довколишнього суспільства. Ми носимо спільну відповідальність за цю державу, в якій ми живемо, і в якій маємо право голосувати, значить, ми маємо відповідальність перед Богом. І не можемо на когось іншого спихати різні проблеми. Це ж є найбільша проблема, яка доводить до різних заворушень сьогодні в Америці, але також і в деяких інших країнах. Мені життя добре не укладається через те, що мене обманули і дали мені за великі позички. Я тепер після закінчення університету винен 150 тисяч долярів і я не знаю, як це сплатити. Це не моя вина. Це є видавом університету, що мене обманули. Ну, але ти підписував той контракт на позичку і правдоподібно відновлював кілька разів. Отже ж, люди забувають, що вони мають свободну волю, і що вони можуть рішати і шукають причини поза собою на свої проблеми. How easy it is to blame others 
for our problems. Oh, my, my parents were not uh, loving enough towards me. Uh, and that's why I have this anger inside me. Or, my parents uh, loved me too much. They suffocated me with their, with, their with their love. And so, I have to do reckless things because uh, they hovered too much over me. Um, you can always find someone to blame. Uh, and this is the basic problem that we are seeing today. We have riots all over the country. They're the big ones that get on TV, but there are a lot of smaller cities that you wouldn't even know about their riots unless uh, you lived there. And so the whole country is in a very dangerous mood, and it's always someone else's fault. And that fault can be several hundred years old. Well, one of the things that I admire most about uh, people of Eastern European extraction is their incredible ability to survive against all odds. Our own Ukrainian people, we shouldn't exist. The way that they tried to get rid of us over and over and over again. Uh, we could blame the fact that in uh, Western Ukraine, our, many of our people were serfs until 1848, and in uh, Central and Eastern Ukraine, the vast majority of Ukrainian lands, the uh, uh, institution of serfdom uh, was officially uh, canceled in 1861, but really uh, was not accomplished until about 1870. Interesting parallel with uh, the Emancipation Proclamation in this country when it comes to timing. Now, a serf uh, was not treated as badly as a slave was because slave families were often separated and much damage was done to family structure that way. Uh, but serfs were not allowed to leave their village. They could not move. They were owned by the lord uh, of the locality. And so um, it was pretty close. And they had to work on the lord's lands um, depending on the time period it could have been as little as two days a week, 
but it could have been seven days a week. And so what would happen is that the males would work the Lord's land and the females would take care of the tiny little strip of land that they had for their own subsistence. Now we could claim that that is why we're not successful. Um, the, that's been passed through the generations. We could claim that the um, famine genocide, the Holodomor, in 1932-33, which wiped out intentionally millions of Ukrainians, that that has so traumatized us that we can't get our life together. And we have to be angry at the world and uh, want to burn things down. But we don't do that. Why is that? It's because we know the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, St. Paul, in the um, fourth chapter of the first letter to the Corinthians, talks about some of the things that he and his fellow apostles have gone through. And it's a list of disastrous working conditions. Um, and so why does he do this? To show people that this faith in Jesus Christ cannot be crushed by misfortune, by suffering, but that in fact, all of that allows us to unite ourselves with the Lord, crucified for the life of the world. And that allows us to surmount uh, impossible odds. In today's gospel, when the disciples uh, come up to the Lord, now you have to remember that the Lord in, in the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, the Lord sends his disciples out and he says, go and uh, heal people. And he gives them power to restore sight, to uh, raise up the sick, even to raise the dead. He gives them the authority to do this. And they are puzzled why they couldn't do it with this one. And uh, the Lord tells them, because you didn't have enough faith. Again, the New American Bible translates it as trust. And there's some point to that because it's it's not believing in ideas, it's believing in uh, Jesus Christ 
because it's by his power, not by their own, that uh, the apostles have been curing people. But he tells them that you couldn't do this because you didn't have enough faith. Indeed, if you had faith like a mustard seed, uh, you could move mountains. That's where that uh, saying comes from. You know, about somebody who can do amazing things. Oh, uh, this person can move mountains. It comes from this gospel passage. Now, we think, what's the point of you know, moving mountains? Uh, the, what Jesus is driving at is that you could do things that seem quite impossible, but you have to really, totally trust me. I must admit that my own faith is uh, often smaller than a mustard seed, the smallest of the seeds of the uh, vegetable kingdom. And it's time for us to reflect on our own faith, our own trust uh, in the Lord, especially in the face of a very uncertain future. So this is where the rubber hits the road. Do we trust enough? Do we have the faith that is necessary to be survivors? Or are we going to be victims? Will we be like St. Paul, who basically is saying, you can throw anything at me, and I can make it because Christ lives in me and I don't need to be successful in the eyes of the world but I need to be fully alive in the Holy Spirit in, fully alive as a human being because that as Saint Irenaeus of Lyon in the second century says uh, that is the glory of God, to be a human being that is fully alive. So let us uh, look into our own hearts and eject all victimhood. Oh, woe is me. Why does this happen? have to happen to me? The answer to that is, well, why not? Why not you? Who would you rather have this happen to? Uh, if you have some kind of a problem, financial, health-wise, or whatever. Why did this have to happen to me? That is wrong-headed. What will I do with this? What's the next step for me?
That is what we should be doing. Because the Lord has a plan. And if I believe the fact that He has a plan, and trust Him, I won't dwell in my misery. I will want to go forward into His plan, which is perfect. And it doesn't mean it's always going to be easy, but the plan is perfect because through adversity we can either become bitter and whiny or we can become wise. And I think that we would rather choose wisdom over bitterness. So take heart. Um, all it takes is faith like a mustard seed. You know, just a little bit of faith, just opening our hearts just a crack so that the Lord can get in there and work His wonders in us and through us towards others. Ми можемо робити надзвичайні діла. Наші предки це робили, тому ми тут є сьогодні. Ми тут є, тому що нас навчили наші батьки, що не треба нарікати на світ, треба щось робити зі своєю долею і йти вперед. Тому ми існуємо як народ. Як Василь Симоненко казав, народ мій є, народ мій завжди буде, ніхто не перекреслить мій народ. Чому? Тому що ми вже давно навчились, що нарікати нічого не дає. А працювати мозольною працею, будувати майбутнє. Для нас, християн, будувати царство Боже на землі – це є правильний шлях. Отже ж, бодрімся в тому. Маємо певність в своїх серцях, що Господь нам поможе в усьому. А якщо Господь не дасть нам точно того, що ми просили, то не тому, що Господь нас не любить, але може тому, що ми не найкраще просили. Кожен з нас, хто мав дітей в житті, знає, що діти просять часом за добрі речі, а часом за непотрібні, дурні речі. Ми їх любимо, ми їм хочемо найкраще, і нас крутить дати їм то, чого вони просять. Але мудрі батьки часто знають, 
що треба відмовити, тому що це кінець кінцем зіпсує ту дитину. Так само наш Небесний Отець, наш Тато Небесний любить нас і дасть нам все, що ми потребуємо на спасіння, але не все, чого ми просимо. Бо Він хоче, щоб ми не збилися з правильної дороги. Тому що Він є благий і чоловіколюбець. Амінь. В ім'я Отця і Сина і Святого Духа. Амінь. Слава Ісусу Христу. Амінь.